Are there times you feel your life isn't where you dreamed it would be? Do you wake up and feel like saying, I don't know if this routine is making me happy? Without the freedom to think and direct our own lives, other people do it for us. The point you start to feel off balance is tough. You question your own ability. This podcast will give you fascinating new perspectives, tools and methods from the greatest minds across the world. You'll become part of a global community, meeting people on a journey to invest in themselves first. These perspectives and tools will show you how to unlock your freedom of thought and become the master of your own life. So, let's get started. Welcome to The Shea Show. This is the leading podcast to help you learn incredible new perspectives and become the master of your own life. You can connect with Shay at shay-doran.com. For now, open your mind, be present. It's time to begin a new journey to your self-directed life. You got this. Yes, entrepreneurs, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Guess what? We are on episode number 40. Wow. That is, wow. (laughs) It has been an absolute honor to be sharing these tips, these tools, these incredible, incredible methods with you that I've learned on my 13 plus, more than that, years throughout business. Uh, To be able to, not just business, travel in the world working with so many entrepreneurs around the world and to be able to bring these to you now and take the things that I know have worked best because I've tried them in my life and to share them with you so that you can overcome the challenges, the barriers, the chokeholds that you're facing to go on and smash your goals. I love being able to do that every week. As you know, my Passion and fire is in entrepreneurship because I have seen how it changes the world. So that is why I show up to share these tips with you. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about time and activity. Do you wonder where your time has gone at points? Or perhaps you have employees or you outsource work to people And sometimes you have a feeling of frustration that goals are not being achieved or progress is not being made at the pace you expect. And you wonder, what are they actually doing? (laughs) Let's be totally honest. If you've managed a team at any point in your career, I'm pretty sure you have had that thought going through your mind. What is this person actually spending their time on? And it is a question that we can very much ask ourselves. This is not just about pointing the finger. The first place to look is in the mirror. So today I'm going to be sharing a very simple tool that you can easily put together in about 30 seconds, maybe one minute max, let's be fair, on a Google Sheet. And it's an activity that you can run for one to two weeks that will give you a great level of depth and insight into where your time or where your team's time 
actually being spent. So let's get straight into this today. I learned this around eight years ago, I would say. Seven or eight years ago, when I was in the bank, I remember there was a similar, it must have been triggered by a similar situation. Perhaps they were trying to figure out, this is when I was in the retail banking, I believe they were trying to figure out how much of uh, bankers' times were for sales and for productivity, and what about all of the rest of it. And there were certain jobs that were quite high admin. And so I think the powers that be in the head office were trying to understand, okay, what is actually taking time up here and how do we remove that? So that in itself is a great thing. And we'll talk a bit later on about the positioning of this type of activity, because especially if you have a team, the framing of this is very important. It can definitely seem or you could definitely be paranoid about this being a um, big brother tool, though it's really not. You know, the focus is about let's get to the truth and then let's remove the barriers. That's ultimately what this tool is about. Let's remove the things that are causing pain or extra time, unnecessary time being spent so that you can get on with the job at hand and really progress and move the business. So I mentioned at the start there, wondering where your time has gone or feeling frustrated with employees not moving as quickly as you would like them to. And perhaps that has led to the ultimate of not achieving goals, that feeling of frustration that progress is not being made, or feeling of frustration equally when you feel unclear on what others are doing. This balance between you feel you don't want to micromanage and at the same time particularly when you're new to a team or this is what I found in my past you want to get under the skin of what is going on what are people spending their time doing how good is people's performance how reliable are they and going back to the episode Recently, Ray Dalio's episode, he talks about this in his principles book. He actually goes as far as giving people in his company reliability ratings. How reliable are they to deliver based on past performance or experience? And actually, you know, I think that is a very transparent and a great thing. It takes a lot of courage to see through that kind of principle and equally on the other end to accept working in that type of environment. But it's complete transparency, isn't it? And so going back to those frustrations and uh, not achieving the goals, of course, that all leads to feeling bad, right? Feeling bad at yourself or feeling some kind of resentment to your team, ultimately building up tension. And often, if you're feeling this tension, there is an underlying reason, right? There's, that is a sign. Something is telling you that there's some factors here that need to be addressed. I believe that everybody shows up to do a good job. There's times where people are perhaps uh, not in the role that is best suited to their personality types, but I really don't think that people come into work and decide, you know, I'm really going to make this as difficult as possible. I'm not going to 
do the tasks that I know I need to be getting on with. I really don't think that mindset exists maybe in a tiny, tiny percentage of people, but we don't have to worry about this on a day-to-day basis. So what that means is that when you have these questions in your mind on what's going on, why is it taking this amount of time? Why are we moving so slowly? It's because there is an underlying reason, underlying factor that needs to be addressed. We all assume that people will deliver and yet we're not really interested in the detail. We just want to see the result. And of course, you do get people at the other end of the spectrum who are micromanagers. And there is a massive difference between the tool that we're going through today and micromanagement. So let's just clear that up before we get straight into the tool. Micromanagement is about being on top of every single thing, restricting every single thing that is being done. It has to be written in a certain way. It has to be recorded in a certain way. The job has to be done in a certain way that fits the other person's standards. So micromanagement is this feeling of restriction. Right, You're trying to, uh, if it's you that's doing the micromanaging, perhaps you're so particular or you want it done in in an exact way because you know that's what works. I admire your passion for that and I understand and I relate to where it comes from because when you're building up a business, it is your heart and soul, right, that goes into doing that. And the journey is not simple. It's not as easy. And so when you find a way that it works, it's understandable why you would want to just stick with that way. At the same time, when you start increasing your company size and employing, that equals a very difficult environment to work in that actually stifles and snuffs out creativity. And then if you're on the receiving end of that, you basically are going to be a dynamite stick, right? The person, the micromanager has come in and you are okay for a while. And then all of a sudden you started to get pretty pissed off and your fuse was sparked. And now it is only a period of time where that spark gets closer and closer. The thread gets shorter and shorter to the dynamite and then bang. Boom, you're done. You're finished. I've had enough. And you're going to be checking out. And I could say a lot of other words as well. And we've all, I'm sure, been in that situation where you just think that is enough. So I think we've made it very clear there what micromanagement is and what it can result in. Uh, This is not about micromanagement. This is about getting to the root cause of where people are spending their time what they're spending their time on, and how to remove the barriers. Feels totally different, right? It's actually about empowerment rather than restriction. So here is the method. This is going to be a shorter episode today because this is a very simple thing to run through. If you want to open up a Google Sheet or an Excel doc and do this as we go along, feel free to pause the podcast and just create it column by column. I'm actually looking at it on the screen as we go along. There are only four columns to create. That's it. So this is very simple. 
The first column on the sheet on the far left-hand side is the day of the week. Okay, so you're going to run this for a minimum of one week, but ideally two weeks. Two weeks is what I would recommend for you to run this method over that period of time. So first column is the day of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, running downwards. Okay, and then under each one of those days, you're going to split the time out by every half an hour. So let's say our working day in this example is 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. as an example. So you will start in row four is the one I'm looking at on the sheet, 8 a.m., row five, 8.30, row six, nine o'clock. Row seven, nine thirty, row eight, ten, etc., all the way through until five thirty that I get to on line twenty-three. Okay, so that is the first column, day of the week, and then underneath each day you've got it running line by line in half an hour blocks. Second column, what was your main activity? And I've put in brackets here, please record all related activities, even if they only lasted a few minutes. So you would be writing, for example, I'm looking at the sheet. I did this for myself, by the way, um, a few months back when I was in that zone of thinking, I don't feel on top as on top of my time here. And I feel there are things taking up my time more than usual. I'm not getting enough time with clients or not as much time as I wanted to. So I decided to do this exercise on myself. So you can do it on yourself. You can do it on your team. I would, whilst we're talking about this, I would really recommend if you're doing this with your team, you should do this yourself too. Total transparency here. Okay. This is not a us and me and them thing. This is about teamwork, doing it together. So as an example, at 11 o'clock, I had a uh, interview. I was interviewing somebody. So that was 11 o'clock. And then straight after that, I was completing the interview write-up. After that, I had a consultation call with a client about the product roadmap in their company. So that is another example that ran for one hour. So I put that in at 1.30 and 1.30 through to 2.30. So that gives you examples of how second column would look. Okay, so column two is what was your main activity question and you're putting in brackets please record all related activities even if they only lasted a few minutes okay that's column two so we're already 50 percent of the way there this is simple stuff column three who did you do this for question and then in brackets i've put was it for yourself was it for a customer was it for somebody else in the company if you're let's say if you're working at a company or if you have multiple people within your own company and that's it all you do there is list next to each of the activities you did it for yourself or you did it for this person you did it for that person I'm going to finish just going through the structure of this first of all and then I'll talk through the purpose of each of the columns and, and what ultimately it gives you as a result of doing this so that is it in column c you just got who did you do this for was it for yourself was it for a customer was it for another person in the company and you put the name down of who it was that you did the activity for. And then finally, the fourth column. So in column D, 
What else were you doing at the same time? That's a question mark. And then in brackets, I've put two jobs at once on a call on Slack or emailing someone. So if I look at my list on here and column D, a couple of examples. I've put at the same time that I was setting up for a call, preparing for a call, I was also checking and responding to Slack messages and setting up Zoom meetings. And I'll come back to this in a second, but that would be an example of what you could put in that column. All right, so you've got your your main activity and then this is what else were you doing at the same time. Basically, it's distractions, which we'll get to in a second. But this helps you to realize what's going on. Okay, so that's it. I'm going to do a very quick recap of what it looks like. So column A, you've got the day of the week, Monday through to Friday. And under each of those days, you've got it split line by line, half an hour. Start at 8 a.m. as an example and run in half an hour, half an hour, half an hour through till 5, 5.36, whenever you want to run it through to. So that's column A. Column B, what was your main activity? So you're listing in there what was the main thing that you were working on during each of those half an hour time periods. Column C, who did you do this for? And you just literally put the name. Was it for yourself? Was it for a customer? Or was it for another person in the company? And then finally, column D, what else were you doing at the same time? And you just list the other multitasking, the multiple jobs you're doing at the same time where that is relevant. The spreadsheet is as simple as that. Okay, it's very easy to put together and you will understand now why that would only take 30 seconds and one minute maximum. Let's talk about the purpose of each of those columns and what they tell you. We don't need to start with column A because that's just the day and the times. So starting with column B, what was your main activity? Why is it important that we ask that question? Well, because most of us kid ourselves. We think we have in our minds that we are spending a decent amount of time on the stuff that we would love to be spending time on. But in reality, it's not equating to the time we think we're actually spending on it. And therefore, you get to the end of the week and you wonder, why didn't I get around to doing that? Or why haven't I made as much progress there as I anticipated? You set a goal for yourself for that particular week. Let's say it was to call five clients. It didn't happen. But in your mind, you were convinced that you had enough time to do it. And so this is the reality the exercise will give you. It will show you what are you actually spending your time on. And there will be surprises. When I did this, I found that a high level of my week had become admin setting up calls with clients, preparing for assessments when I was running assessments. And that had all really eaten into what I actually wanted to be spending my time doing to progress towards my goals. And I didn't realize because you kid yourself, this is human nature. We paint a pretty picture and this tells you how it is. It cuts through the crap of what you tell yourself and it shows you on paper what is actually happening. Okay, so that's the first column, which I'm sure you will agree sounds valuable in itself. Second one, who did you do this for? Why is it important to ask that? Because you start to understand 
which different directions you are being pulled in. Ultimately, are you focusing here on your own goals or are you being continuously distracted or pulled in different directions by either other people in the company or other things? It doesn't have to actually even be just people in the company. It could be anybody, family, friends, you know. So again, this gives you a real view of the tasks that you are choosing to spend time on. Who are they for? And is that actually what you want? Is that the right balance for you? And then the final column, what else were you doing at the same time? This is now about concentration, right? And quality of delivering a task. Because if you have goals that you really want to achieve, that are so important for you to achieve, you feel like you're ready to give everything. And then you look at this and you realize, whilst you have time working on those goals, you're also multitasking and doing other stuff like checking your phone, scrolling, social media, checking emails, checking Slack messages, going and getting a snack. You know, all of that is distracting and it's causing interruptions and breaks. Obviously, it's important to have breaks in your work. You don't really want to be going for solid blocks of hours and hours trying to focus on the same thing. It is healthy to have breaks, though it is not healthy to be thinking that you are spending clear time on your goals and actually every five, every 10 minutes, you're checking other things because that is just taking your focus away. It's interrupting your pattern. And quite honestly, it means that you do not have the quality time that you think you're having, that you're telling yourself that you're having, it means you're actually telling yourself a lie. And this really helps to bring it to life. Okay, my fellow friends, family and entrepreneurs, that is the very simple method for this week. I have used that every few years. I actually find myself using that a mix of whether I'm managing teams, whether it's for myself or whether it's for business, you know, my own business. I find myself going back to that, even though it's been eight or nine years since I was taught that method myself, I continuously find that I go back to that and it really helps. It's a good tool to have in your pocket to be able to pull out and you will be surprised about the truth that it tells you. And the final step of this, I mentioned about being transparent with your team. So that is definitely a tick to have to make sure you tick that box. Do this as well as your team doing it and explain to them, as I mentioned in the beginning, that this is about understanding where time is being spent today and then how we remove those barriers or how as a team together we agree on what time should be spent on primarily and then how we get to that point. Okay, which leads me to the final bit of so what once you've done this, then what do you do as a team or as an individual, however you're doing this, you then agree what needs to change. So you look at that week, look at the truth and the honesty, and you just note one to three things maximum. Doesn't need to be 10 or 20 things. No, just one to three things max that stand out to you that you would like to shift and then agree how you are going to shift that. What is the change, the simple change that you're going to make to be able to change the balance and then review it. 
you know, just come back to this every quarter, really. It doesn't have to be an exact date, but I find it useful the first time that you're doing it to then have another reflection in three months time or even two months, one month's time to say, okay, here are the changes that we wanted to make. Did that actually work? That is it for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, showing up as you do. We're now on over 1,100 downloads across 35 countries around the world. And that's a blessing. Have a great rest of the week. Growth and love to you all. Go to shay-doran.com to connect with Shay and find out more about becoming a Group X member.